This is Meet the Movie Press. It is December the 20th, 2019 on the show today. Oh boy, it's a packed one. Tenet, Top Gun, Top Tens, Star Wars and Cats. What the fuck is that about? Joseph Scott's here. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now. Here's Popcorn Talks, Meet the Movie Press. Oh boy, this is Meet the Movie Press, December 20th, 2019. I thought it was going to be a quiet week, a quiet week. It has not been two major trailers dropped. We're going to talk about those. Then we're going to get into the top tens, and we're going to talk about the week's big releases, including Star Wars and Cats. Uh, Okay, so first of all, uh, Scott, welcome back. Hi, Sam. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. I'm just looking forward to, yeah, to, to, to a couple of days off. Yeah, A couple of too. days off. Take my pants off, chill, and watch some <laughs> stuff that I really need to get around to. Uh, okay, uh, for those people who don't know, uh, Scott, who are you and where can we find you, you, please? I am Scott Menzel. You can find me over at weliveentertainment.com and on Twitter and Instagram at theotherscottm. Uh, Joe, welcome back. Yo, how are you? Thanks for having me. Ah, it's, it's always good to have you here. You're a man in demand. Uh, for those people who don't know who you are, uh, who are you and where can we find you, please? Uh, well, you can find me at ScreenRant.com. Also, uh, just started TheIlluminerty.com. Also, still part of that hashtag show uh, for the time being. And uh, you can find me on social media at that hashtag Joe. And what is your new project's uh, Twitter? Uh that's a great question, Simon. I think it's. Uh, we can come back to that one. I think it's okay. at, at Simon, real quick, <laughs> switch that mic flag because it's going to bother me during the whole is entire it, show. Oh, it's upside down, isn't it? Yes. That was actually for our viewer in Australia. Yes. Uh, <laughs> to make them feel feel at home. Uh, it's uh, at the Illuminati underscore. Oh, sorry, the underscore Illuminati. That's what it is. Awesome. Nailed it. Great. Okay, uh, guys. First of all, two big trailers dropped this week. Uh, let's talk about the one that uh, hit yesterday. Uh, Tenet, the new one from Chris Nolan. Um, what is that about? Um, everybody kind of lost their minds and everybody already has a theory on this movie. Uh, Joe, first of all, on this. Uh, your thoughts on this Nolan trailer? I am excited. So here's the thing. I, I, and I love what you just said, that everybody already has a theory. I have oh, no yeah. idea what this movie is about. But uh, I, I just love reading the fan theories behind it. <laughs> I, I, I really do. I'm really excited to see what, what Christopher Nolan does. I mean, I feel that like... This is the Christopher Nolan that I really, really like, the, the stuff that he's doing. So I'm really excited for this. But re- have you read some of the fan theory that's out there? Oh, yeah. It's quite amazing. Yeah. It's great. I just wonder how many people have so much time on their hands to actually devote to thinking about some uh, of this I stuff. Genuinely, I have no idea. Uh, Scott, your thoughts on the trailer initially? Uh, fantastic. I mean, this is uh, what I love about Nolan. You know, uh, Dunkirk, not so much. I agree. <laughs> not so much. This type of stuff brings me back to uh, Memento. It brings me back to Inception. Inception yeah. It looks like a combo of both. I'm very excited for this. Well, we all know it's going to be a dream at the end of this, right? At the end of that Is movie. Is a snow globe? It's yeah. Snow globe, snow globe. or a like spinning the Truman thing. Show. Like the Truman Show. There's going to be something where it's like, when we wrote stories as a kid, and it's the one thing I have a problem with Chris Nolan. I mean, not that I'm criticizing his filmmaker. He's a great filmmaker. But um, at the end, I'm always like, it feels like, you know, a, a, a kid in eighth grade was like, and then I woke up and it was all a dream. And I'm like, God damn it, that's such a cop out for someone so creative. Um, I don't understand what's going on in the trailer, but the name, because it's T-E-N-E-T. I think the number 10 has something to do with it. And it's something to do with mirroring. Mm. So that's my theory on it. That's basically all I've thought about. Uh, Joe, do you have any theories on it? No, but now that you... That makes a... I like that theory, though, Simon. I think that now the internet's going to run with it. <laughs> I think you just cracked the code. But I hope I haven't ruined the whole movie. Well, and now, now I don't got to oh, see it. Fucking great. He falls asleep <laughs> ten times and he wakes up ten times. Yeah. That's, that's, and then that's, that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Because I just, I just see when I say, I, I don't know whether it's like a mild OCD thing of mine. When I see words that are, you know, it's kind of they're the same at the front and the back or words backwards, I'm like, it just to me is like that kind of red rum. It's like the mirroring. It's the, is it tens? Is it a tenet as in a moment in, you know, a law or what do you do? Is it a law of ten, a law of time? What do you do? I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm not expecting the movie to make a lot of sense. But it's one of the few times in Hollywood that I'm absolutely fine with a movie not making any sense, unlike Cats, um, which was just... Even Jason Derulo looked embarrassed in Cats, and Jason Derulo will do anything. You know, I always get this image of Cats that's in my head of of when I was a kid watching those old commercials, Mm. terrifying Mm -hmm. me. And I think that's this movie come to life. Yeah. that's just me. It's really weird. I mean, in the UK, growing up in, in sort of you know, the 70s, 80s, and 90s, we had, uh, there was PG Tips, which was a tea company, and they had these chimpanzees that would, like, move things around, and they put human voices on them. And I always found that really weird as a kid. And now they've given, effectively, 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's obviously not chimps, they're cats, but they've given them human faces, and it's just weird. But anyway, that's not Chris Nolan. I would have liked to have seen Chris <laughs> Nolan's cats, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that would that, have been interesting. I mean, God, cats as it is is trippy, but Chris Nolan's cats? Like, inter- interdimensional cats? That'd be cool. That would be cool. Do you have any theories on, on Tenet no, at all, Scott? <laughs> I don't. I really don't. I just, like, I, I watched the trailer, and I was kind of like you. I just was like, I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. But I'm just getting vibes of, like, movies that he's made that I love, and it, it seems like it's going to be a blur of a couple of them. But don't don't you think that's kind of cool, though, that you have no idea what's going on in the I love it. I love it. I, cause so and many, I don't want another trailer. Yeah, exactly. like, just leave it the way it is. So no more trailers. trailers nowadays give you everything. Oh, yeah. Everything. Yes. And, and oh, this my is what God. I liked about this is that I was thrown off and I don't know what to expect. Now it makes me want to see the movie. Could this be one that ties these other? We referenced a number of other of, of Nolan's movies. Could this be one that somehow ties these galaxies together? Jesus Christ. These we get stories. a Nolan verse. Yeah. Wow. I mean... I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. No, I wouldn't put it past him either. Yeah, I think everybody's doing it now anyway. So he's like, hey, he's going to jump on. No, I don't, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? That's an official quote from us. Uh, obviously, a big part of the show is the people that watch the show every single week and take part. Thank you if you're watching live and you're taking part in the chat. And by the way, thank you for being here live as well. We are doing the show an hour later than usual uh, this week. We really appreciate you being here and being part of it. Jody, hello, Simon. Uh, hello, Jody. Uh, I can't wait to see this movie and find out what happens to Ryla. That's obviously talking about Star Wars. Uh, worth seeing uh, The Rise of Skywalker in IMAX with a six-minute Tenet prologue, apparently, uh, which is good. Yes, this is th- that trailer is showing on big screens, and I think, I don't know if I can take that right now i've had a very very intense week i don't think my my poor fragile little mind can take that uh xeno i was saying tenet looks good uh, andy joe all caps with three exclamation marks up, andy. andy very happy to see you on here uh jenna james sup fam uh miguel saying tenet looks amazing uh jenna james tenet looks promising uh so jenna uh hedging her bets there and uh xeno hour christopher nolan plus espionage plus time travel equals i'm there day one i think a lot of people are very much going to be uh, there day one actually this is a movie that i think they don't really have to do a huge amount around they don't have to explain anything it's just going to be a draw and word of mouth is really going to push this movie nolan's got a great track record mm-hmm. uh, the other movie the other trailer that dropped this week uh, right at the beginning of the week was uh, top gun maverick yes. um a movie 30 plus years in the making uh, sometimes these sequels don't really deliver what nostalgia we would love them to do but i mean i have you name can you name a movie that has after after 30 plus years do you know what i genuinely can't no. off the top of my head it's really really difficult um but, guys, first of all, Scott, your first impression of Top Gun Maverick. And what's your relationship with Top Gun, the original movie? Uh, well? I just actually revisited it. Okay. And I got to tell you, it does not hold up well. Okay. It, it feels like a huge commercial for the Air Force. Yep. It's very cheesy, very campy, too much of Tom Cruise just smirking into the camera. Um, the girl who he's with in that movie, like... Looks like she's like twenty years older than that. Kelly, Kelly yeah, it's yeah. it's very it's a very bizarre movie to revisit. I'll be honest with you. Uh, Ashley never saw it, so we watched it. And she oh wow! Was, yeah, she was not a fan. Okay. She was not a fan, even though she wanted to see the new one. Um, that being said, I think my expectations are a little skewed now mm. because I watched that and I'm kind of like, well, it has to be better than that one. <laughs> That's the way I feel about Don't it. Don't ruin my childhood, Scott. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Joe, your thoughts on the trailer? Yeah, right, so first of all, I grew up, uh, I think Top Gun had to be one of the first movies that me and my dad like watched together. I right. Think. Uh, so I, I, and I don't know if I, I maybe have seen it once since. So don't ruin, don't okay, ruin that. For okay, me. okay, okay. Uh, actually, I'm, I'm excited about the trailer. I did see the featurette also about uh, how they're doing like a lot of these real, like they're using this whole new camera mm-hmm. technology, putting like six IMAX cameras in the plane to give you this uh, sense of like the G's that they're going through. So I'm excited for like Tom Cruise is crazy as shit. Yeah, in terms I of know, stuff, right? I know. So I'm excited to see what he does with that. Um, I, I like Miles Teller, so I'm, I'm excited to see what he does. Uh, you're right, though. It's very hard to stick the landing after 30, 33 years, I think. Yeah. 33 years uh, that the movie, you know, we haven't haven't had anything since. So 
And I heard that there's a Val Kilmer cameo, so you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I hope they get someone else to dub his voice like they yeah. did in Snowman. Um, <laughs> you know, just put some you know different voice in there. Uh, I was very impressed by the trailer. I was pretty psyched, to be honest with you. It's a movie I'm genuinely very worried about, but uh, the, the trailer kind of calmed me down a bit, and I'm like, okay, maybe this is going to be good. I wasn't sure about the storyline they were bringing in, but I'm like, okay, I think that works. Not so sure about Miles Teller's moustache, though. I know this is not going to be, you know, make or break for the movie. Um, <laughs> he has you know. that goose mustache. Like, he looks like his, like a... But just because you can doesn't mean you should. <laughs> you know, I mean, Cats this week is a great example of yeah. that. But so that was the only thing. It was like, you know, there's a panning scene across the guys in the academy. And I was like, oh, what the, what the, what is that on there? So, uh, yeah, it kind of feels like he fell over in a barber's and picked some hair <laughs> I, I mean, I do think the movie looks good. Yeah, you know, I'll get, I'll give it, give it that. I mean, yeah. I, it does look like a blast, and I actually think, like you pointed out, Joe, I think the action sequences are going to be the reason to watch this sure, movie. Yeah. I really do. I, I hope they. What I, what I took away from the first movie was not only a uh, big commercial for the Air Force, which, I, which I'm okay with, you know, but the, the love story there was just too much in that right, movie, right. a little bit too much, and I'm hoping they shy away from that in this one. Okay, uh, I, I have to be going back to Mars Teller's moustache. I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm obsessed with it. I'm going to call it the Goustache. The Goustache, because it is the Goose moustache. So uh. I am going to hashtag Goustache. Okay. Um, so if anybody's looking for me to cover the junket for Top Gun, I want to talk to Miles about that and see the reaction. Yeah. Uh, but the Goustache is going to be my baby Yoda of uh, of 2020 <laughs> um it's really funny actually talking about top gun um and this is something exclusive uh, coming up on uh, on forbes in uh, first week of january uh, i got a phone call from jerry brookheimer yesterday um to do with the home entertainment release of gemini man uh but Ooh. uh <coughs> am- amazing it's not what being released before christmas what a treat uh but amazingly <laughs> we didn't talk a lot about that we talked about a lot of other things um but yes yeah, so uh so so that's that's going to come up in uh, in january so uh there may be a little bit of top gun in there so we'll see uh people in the chat on top gun uh yes saying top gun is the ultimate dad movie uh that, yes. yeah yes, it's 100 yes. that that flight sequence looks stellar still looks stellar now uh senior nerd uh, i brought top gun on dvd watch for the first time and regret 100%. buying the dvd 100 <laughs> but maverick actually looks great senior nerd to be honest with you if you regret buying the dvd uh coaster instant christmas gift <laughs> Instant holiday gift for someone. You know, look, it's retro themed. Uh, so buy a load of other movies you're not sure about. Create a set. Give it to a member of the family. They'll think you're really into <laughs> movies. And uh, also, easy gift. Yeah. And you've ticked a couple of classics off your list. Uh, Zeno Hour. Only communists and Canadians don't like Top Gun. <laughs> Lol. Wow. Uh, yes. Wow. Uh, Jenna James. Top Gun uh, looks like Tom Cruise is doing a Hal Jordan origin film. <laughs> Lol. Uh, and uh, Yash going back to Tenet. Tenet's trailer is way more mysterious compared to Inception trailer absolutely uh mk songbird the three minute aviation feature that they released for top gun maverick is pretty good it is pretty good actually yeah. that was released online yesterday i think uh two days ago i believe okay. yeah yeah uh, what we're going to do is we're going to go around the table uh going from 10 to 1 uh and uh, i want a couple of a couple of sentences from from everybody on exactly why you had these movies where you did uh we're going to kick off with scott first of all what is your 10th favorite movie of the year honey boy interesting why uh just really loved what I had to say about um, addiction and also just childhood and being from a from a me personally having a disconnect with my father mm. and uh, abuse and things of that nature uh, really deeply connected with this movie it was very personal um, and then addiction also runs in the family, so that also connected. And you can tell Shia, uh, Shia really just poured his heart and soul into this movie. It's interesting that someone's personal journey can really be so close to someone else's personal journey as yeah. well. That's that's why cinema is so special. Uh, Joe, uh, you're number 10. Joker. Interesting, and number <clears throat> 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I, I really liked the film. I know it's very polarizing, but uh, the only reason I put it at number 10 is because I think I, I knew what I was getting when I went into the film. It didn't do anything kind of crazy for me, but I, I thought the acting was stellar, and I did like the story. But and and I think uh, there was a lot expected from it, and I think it delivered. Okay, uh, my number ten is Ad Astra. 
Um, it's a movie that I think was horribly marketed. The movie that people got was not the movie that people were sold. Um, but I think it's genuinely one of the most beautiful movies I've seen this year. The cinematography in that is absolutely incredible. And the performances, however brief some of the roles are in this movie, is absolutely incredible. And in a similar way to how you um, you align with, with Honey Boy from Personal Circumstances, uh, it actually reflected my own relationship with my own father. My father was not in space i just want to be clear <laughs> uh, my father was not an, an abandoned astronaut so people go i didn't know you related to a spaceman i'm not but really brad brad pitt's relationship with the tommy lee jones character he, as the father i think was really really interesting um so that was something that, that really touched me deeply but it's uh, genuinely it's a beautiful movie and i'm i'm quite pissed that it's not getting um love this award season um okay scott number nine for you uh richard jewell interesting that. yes uh i We've talked about this many times on the mm. show. Uh, Clint Eastwood is is usually hit or miss, hot and cold. You know, there's very very rare that he has a movie in the middle. I feel like he's either really good or yeah. he's really bad. Um, this was just a film that uh, the trailer worked for me, and then when I went into it, I, I was still very nervous. Uh, Paul Walter Hauser is phenomenal in the film, mm. one of the best performances of the year, uh, and then supporting work from Sam Rockwell and Kathy Bates, also great. But I think the most important takeaway from this is seeing a story about the media and i know like a lot of this is the controversy within the film is that it's told more from a right-wing kind of perspective yep but i feel like it's very accurate to the time yeah and i think it worked really well it's interesting because it's a movie that i i was not a big fan of the movie but i i really like paul paul is one of my favorite performances of the year i agree with you i mean him and sam work perfectly together kathy bates i'm still torn on because if you like images of Kathy Bates shuffling around a kitchen in her slippers <laughs> and opening doors. This is the movie for you. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I think she's kind of wasted. Joe, on this. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Interesting. Number nine. Yeah, so, uh, I, and it might be because I just saw the movie like a week ago. Okay. So it's still fresh in my head. I, I really like the film. Um, and I know most people said that they liked it after the second viewing. Mm-hmm. And I think that I was – because I saw it literally back-to-back. Right. And I think I did like it off the second viewing. I think the, I think Leonardo DiCaprio is great in it. I love Brad Pitt's character. I mean, I love, I love what Quentin Tarantino does almost with this, like, revisionist history and this era yep. of, like, of, of film. Um, so, yeah, I was really about it. Uh, humble brag on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I did a, a piece on Forbes with uh, with the producer of the movie, um, and Quentin actually read it. Oh! And when I met him at an event to promote the home entertainment release at Muzo and Frank's a couple of weeks ago, um, he came up to me and said that he'd read the article and how much he liked it. And then I got to tell him that the very first movie, when I worked in a movie theatre, my first job, um, the first ticket I ever tore was for Reservoir Dogs. Was it really? Which is really cool. Uh, yeah, so he was like, oh my God, that's amazing. So we had like this 15-minute conversation, 10-minute conversation um, about stuff. And I was just like, I wasn't listening to anything he was saying apart from the fact that he'd read something I wrote. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I may have just come in my pants a little. <laughs> uh, number nine for me was actually a documentary, Hail Satan. Uh, or Hail Satan? Question mark, as it is. Um, Seriously, this documentary, uh, I was brought up uh, in a Christian household um, and I was never allowed to do anything that was related to watch movies about the devil, anything else. Satanism was like, no go. It was the time of the satanic panic. Rock music was not allowed, that kind of thing. Was that Footloose? Did I watch Footloose? No, 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 that was my life. <laughs> Just checking. Um, but yeah, so so I was. this was something that I was never allowed to watch anything to do with this kind of thing. I'd go and watch horror films at, at friends' houses. Um, but it's really interesting to look at um, what Satanism is today and the history and the evolution of Satanism and the people that are involved in it. It's genuinely a really... Uh, still going in and watching the screening, I was like, I don't know if I should be watching this. And I'm a man in my 40s, but... I was like, oh, whatever mother finds out. Um, but I, genuinely, it is such an enlightening film. It is one of the best things it, it, that I've seen in years. Hell Satan is, is, is my number nine. Everybody involved in that uh, did an absolutely tremendous job. Uh, okay, number eight, Scott. Book Smart. Great eight. movie. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I just, I, I love Book Smart. Uh, Olivia Wilde, uh, Caitlin Denver, uh, and Beanie Feldstein. That's it. Like, those, perfect. Everything. Just, this is like a coming-of-age comedy that you just, you know, we've seen so many with guys. And this is the first time that we've seen one with ladies that really, really, really works. Yeah. And it's creative. And, I mean, 
Olivia Wilde like just goes for it with this movie. That's that's what makes it so great because not only is it a sex comedy, but it's a coming of age story. It has stop motion animation in it. It has these awkward, weird kids that are really well developed. It's it's just a great freaking movie. No, I I agree. Um, one of the real surprises this year, Joe, your number eight, uh, Booksmart. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For, so, for the same reason. Exactly. Or? Yeah, I loved that movie. I mm-hmm. thought it was great. I thought this is. You're right, Olivia Wilde, next level. This was yeah. really, really good. Um, and I, and it's crazy because I don't I don't remember when it came out in theaters if there was a lot of talk about it. There wasn't that much. Um, None. It's, <laughs> but it's so so it's so well written and it's it's so good. It's and, it's amazing. And what's interesting about the script, just real quick, is that four people wrote it. And right. usually when four people write it, that's usually a bad sign. Yeah. But like I feel like everyone who had their hand in it, like added something to it which is another ter- ter- terrific element of this movie is yeah. that the, the every character is so smartly written and I'm glad that Beanie got nominated for Golden Globe me too she, she deserves it oh 100% very good I, I mean I'm a fan of that movie it appears on my list um, but I think everybody that I've recommended that movie to and I think a lot of you guys have had the same experience everybody who's watched it who bypassed it previously has come away loving that movie uh, my number 8 Once Upon a Time in Hollywood ah. uh, it was a movie that it took me a couple of times to really sort of get on board with first time I watched it I was like I don't know I've gone back and watched it a couple of times and it genuinely is i didn't think it was going to be my top 10 but it is uh, number eight i think it's one of tarantino's most accomplished works and something that i thought was going to be very navel gazy for us in the industry and us in los angeles actually has appealed to a much wider audience it's huge in russia is it really? Is it really, really huge in Russia? He's got a huge following there, um, and so yeah. Once upon a time in Hollywood, uh, a movie that I'm I continue to find new things in it. Um, I think it's one of one of Tarantino's best work, and that cast, fucking hell, is is impressive. Uh, okay, number seven, Scott. Uh, number seven for me is Rocket Man. I know where this one falls on your list. Um, I haven't seen, Rocket but Man. but Rocket Man uh, again. You know, big Dexter Fletcher had big shoes to fill after you know picking up bohemian rhapsody and you know i know people have love hate relationship with that movie i love bohemian rhapsody um but having him do a biopic musical that it was just all him yep uh just this is a a movie where taron i don't know if taron's gonna ever touch this level of acting again where it's just he's just so transformative in this movie uh but who knows and it's it's the perfect uh, biopic that they can just turn into a Broadway show. Yeah. You know, give it a couple years, turn it into a Broadway show. Absolutely, Joe. Uh, Irishman. Oh, good. Uh, here's here's the reason I put it, I guess, depending on <laughs> where you stand, so low or so high on the list, uh, is mainly because I didn't see this in a theater. I actually watched this on Netflix. Oh. So I think the reason it's so low for me is it took me out of it a little bit just because I had the ability to pause it and come back to it. Yeah. I didn't watch it as a complete movie, I guess. Uh, but the reason that it is on my list, I think Joe Pesci knocks it out of the park. I love, I love what uh, Scorsese did, but it, it does feel different enough from Goodfellas, but I guess it kind of feels like it could be all them older in good, mm-hmm. like a Goodfellas mm-hmm. sequel too. So uh, just for that nostalgia factor, I gave it that, that uh, slot on my list as well. Uh, number seven for me was Knives Out. Uh, it was a it was a movie that I was very much looking forward to, and it to be honest with you, I couldn't find anything wrong with this movie. And the more I learn about the movie, and the more I dig deep into it, and I read the stuff that's put up about it from the technical point of view, it's just it's just a masterpiece. Um, I'm a fan of Ryan's work anyway, um, but this to me is is one of his most probably is one of his most accessible, but his most accomplished piece as well. Uh, it's so nuanced. Uh, Knives Out, uh, literally, Ryan didn't put a foot wrong with this. Uh, number six, Scott. Parasite. Yeah, this is a foreign film that actually took me uh, two viewings to truly appreciate. Uh, I remember seeing it the first time and all the hype around it. Yep. Kind of walked out. I said, that was really good. I don't know if it's as great as uh, everyone's making it out to be. And then I saw it again at Toronto. And I mean, just so deeply engaging, but also just a blur of genres. I mean, you have a comedy, you have a thriller, you have social commentary in there. Uh, just really, really a masterwork of cinema. And I have to say that peaches are having a resurgence in cinema. <laughs> uh, they've even had a sex scene in uh, Call Me By My Name, uh, and now a weapon, yes. uh, which is great. Yeah. Uh, Joe? Peanut Butter Falcon. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, big, big fan <laughs> yeah. of Peanut Butter yeah. Falcon. I thought I loved the story. It's it's just a journey about friends yeah. is what it comes down yeah. to. Yeah. Um, the backdrop of wrestling plays a huge part of it. I'm a big wrestling fan, too. Okay. But I, 
I thought this movie was adorable, and I I really really like the friendship. And Shia LaBeouf knocks it out of the park. Oh my in this god! Movie. Yeah. So um, yeah, Peanut Butter Falcon. Okay. Uh, well, it's interesting for the awards season that when that was nominated, they sent around about loads of freebies and they sent peanut butter because obviously peanut butter falcon. I'm just glad they didn't send a falcon. <laughs> um, uh, number six for me is Joker. Um, it was a movie that uh, exceeded my expectations. It was a movie I was concerned about. It delivered such a rich canvas. Um, and, the, and, and I'm not a massive Joaquin Phoenix fan, but his performance in this was absolutely incredible. The supporting cast was spot on and everything from, from the soundtrack through to the cinematography through to the direction was was brilliant it was a genius movie um joker is is my number six Uh, okay number five number five i'm going with one that was a little bit higher on your list uh knives out Uh, i agree with you uh, pretty much about everything you said I, i i love when i see rain johnson do movies like this something that you know, feels original, yet he borrows from all these murder mysteries and stuff like that. Agatha Christie, Columbo. This is just like a love letter to almost any type of murder mystery. While he assembles uh, the, the cast in this movie, the, the, the cast ensemble, ensemble, sorry, is it, just no, not, better than Endgame. That's yeah. all I can say. Like, like, literally, better than Endgame. Yeah. Because it's just like every character works so well in the movie. If they have one line of dialogue or if they carry half the movie, they all work together. So Joe. Well. 1917. Ooh, that's a good one, too. Um, big, like, and I, I, we were talking off, off air about this, but yeah. I wish there was more promotion around this movie. And I hope it finds its audience. I Me hope the too. audience finds this Me movie. Too. Deacons is, is it's, this is a it's masterpiece. Remarkable. This is an amazing, amazing film. And, the cameo, there's a ton of cameos in this movie, but it doesn't take you out of the story. Not only that, but the, almost the whole second act, there's not a ton of dialogue, but what they do with the score to build tension, masterful. I think this movie's brilliant. Sam Mendes got the story from his grandfather and was passed down, um, and I think that he, he told it in the best way he could, and, and it's amazing. It's a, it's a beautiful movie to look at too. Yeah, it's, it's and you do got to see it on the big screen. I don't say that. About, oh like, yeah, movies. dude. Yeah. This is one of those movies. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, don't wait to see it on a phone or a plane. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, number five for me is Marriage Story. Um, it, it was. Yeah, I think it's this generation's Kramer versus Kramer. Uh, one of the stand. I mean, uh, Scarlett's great. Uh, Adam's great. You know, uh, Ray Liotta is great. But for me, the real standout in this movie was Laura Dern because Laura has never played a character like this, and having had a lot. A personal interaction with Laura. This character is so unlike her. It was absolutely a a triumph in in skill and vitriol. Uh, Marriage Story for me is uh, is my number five. Uh, number four, Scott. Uh, Nineteen seventeen for me. Um, I have to just say something about this movie. I do not like war movies. It is a genre that I avoid. And I always go see them in the theater because I know if I ever had to watch them at home, I wouldn't watch them. Mm -hmm. So to see something like 1917, which I will fully stand by saying this, this is one of the most remarkable war films ever made. Ever made. It's so engaging and so gripping and so visually stunning. Just Again, it's something that you just... I don't know how they did it. I I watched this movie. I don't know how they did it. I think that's the one thing, too, that I want to say about that movie, too. Like, movie magic is real in this movie. Like, you... Because I went in looking, trying to look for the cuts, but then you can just get so caught up into the story, you just forget about that. I completely agree with you. Yeah, I just... It's it's so great. It's a movie, but it's cinema. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) Number four, John. Uh, Marriage Story. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and for the exact, oh, for the same, exact reasons. same reasons. Okay. Yeah, I, the, I, I think it's great. It's, it's great. It's just great. <laughs> it's great. I mean, no, hey, it's great. It's great. Sorry. I mean, it's like, it's like exactly what you said. I think the acting's uh, out of this. I think Adam Driver really is really good in this movie. Yeah. Um, and if you go see him in Star Wars, you'll see how good of an actor he is in this movie. I feel yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I, I agree with you. And Laura Dern does knock it out of the park as well. I mean, it, it's it's a fantastic, fantastic piece of cinema. I think it's really good. Uh, uh, thank you, Joe. And my number four is Parasite, um, for the reasons that uh, have already been mentioned. Um, I, I, it was a movie that when I saw it originally, everyone's going, oh my God, best film of the year. It wasn't quite best film of the year for me, but all the components in this, the way they're brought together is, is absolutely masterful. Um, the only problem for me that I had with the film is the fact that the film is full of so many assholes. 
I didn't feel for any of them. They all mm-hmm. kind of deserve what they're getting. Uh, but um, the movie is absolute masterful. And it, again, it looks absolutely incredible. That is my number four, Parasite. Uh, number three, please. Waves. Uh, this is a movie I freaking adore. Uh, Taylor Russell, Kelvin Harrison Jr., Sterling K. Brown, Lucas Hedges. Another... This is the year of great cast. Like, I mean, we you talk about Marriage Story, we talk about Knives Out, we talk about Endgame. This is the the true the true year where actors shine. Yes, <laughs> and Waves is, is this very unique kind of coming of age story, but also social commentary about the expectations we put on young young children and. Um, how sometimes parents fail by pushing their kids to exceed and excel. And there's a, there's this amazing thing about this film is that there, there's the first half of it is so intense and, and, and very like you're on the edge of your seat the entire time. And then the second half is a little bit more like of a redemption story and you kind of have to deal with the, the aftermath and both of those pieces just go together so perfectly. Uh, it's like peanut butter and jelly. Joe, number three. Uh, speaking of great cast, I got Dolomite. Oh, um, there you go. Here's why I chose Dolomite. I honestly feel, first of all, Eddie Murphy's great, but Wesley Snipes steals every single <laughs> scene he's in. Yeah. But also, it's such an inspirational story. Like, getting watching Dolomite make, uh, show his struggle about getting a film made, it feels like it mm-hmm. made me walk out. I could do anything at that point. If this guy was able to do that, I could do anything. Especially now that we all have access to social media and you can yeah. be seen so easily. It is such an inspirational film. So Dolomite's definitely my number three. It's good. And if you like, uh, you know, fucking up motherfuckers <laughs> as your game, then this is definitely the movie for you because that's also the game of Dolomite. That's right. Uh, okay, number three for me, Booksmart. Uh, just, it's a super sweet comedy. Um, I've gone back to it, and sometimes when you see comic uh, comedies again and again, they lose something. Uh, the book smart. The more I watch it, it gains something. Um, it just, it just masterful work there. Uh, book smart is my number three for all the reasons that we've already discussed. And uh, number two, please go. Uh, marriage Story. I don't think there's anything left to say about Marriage Story other than some of the scenes are just so honest and real. That you feel like you're living a part of your own life. Yeah. I mean, you that, feel like you're in the room. You do. You feel like you're in a room. And that you had this argument with someone in your life at one point. <laughs> and I'm and, sure we have. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean... God, I'm I, always I, shouting at Scarlett Johansson. Stop <laughs> it! But I will, I will say that whoever was the jackass who took the scene out of context and put it online... Yeah. Shame on you, right. because, like, yes, if you just watch that scene, it doesn't have the, the effect that it should... Watch the damn movie. Yeah. And there's a buildup to that scene. And when you see that happen, it's really effective, not like the way that it was shown online. It's a masterclass. Uh, number two, Joe. Knives out. And here's <laughs> here's the reason why I Big think... Big fan of knives? Well, no, but yes. <laughs> but no, I, I, I really like... Uh, this is one of the only movies I can really remember, like, smiling and, 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 and like, be, just being genuinely happy after a film. I also think that when Ryan Johnson's left to do the movies that he wants to do, yes. he's at his best. Brick is a, is a great example of that, but like this is, like you said, the cast. Daniel Craig is so good in this movie. Oh. Like Everybody yeah. is great in this movie. Um, and, 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 and Daniel Craig's character is one I want to revisit every year with a new case, I feel like. Yeah. It, it's it's just a fun movie. Like, it, Clue, Charade. If you're into, like, films like that, you're going to love Knives Out. Do you know what? Don't don't think we might have seen the end of these characters. I spoke to Ryan oh, a really? while yeah, ago. That's great. And he did toy with the idea of uh, of doing it as a TV series and exploring all the different uh, characters with different skeletons in the closet. The film's done so well, I would not be surprised if that idea doesn't come up again and become a reality. Uh, number two for me was 1917. Um, this, there are very few movies this year that have moved me. Um, and gripped me in a way that 1917 has. And as I said, this is a movie. It's also cinema. It is a very accessible war movie as well. And seriously, I was not expecting to be as engaged with this movie. It is one of the few movies that has kept my attention nonstop from the first frame to the last frame. It, It is a journey. And it is a brilliant, brilliant piece of work. It is up there as one of Sam Mendes' best pieces, and it's definitely one of the best movies of the year. Okay, we're at number one. Uh, number one, Scott, first of all. Uh, this might be the most controversial piece. Arctic but... Dogs? Yes, Arctic Dogs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Best movie of the year, hands down. Um, Joker. I, I, I've seen this movie four times, and I, there's so much to take away from it. 
the Joaquin's performance in this movie is like the best of the decade. Like that, that is a decade best performance. Yeah. It, it's so haunting. And I know it's polarizing to people, mm-hmm. but that's what makes it so freaking good. <laughs> and, you know, I know people don't like Todd Phillips because, you know, whatever, whatever reasons it is. But a good movie is a good movie. To see him kind of do something like this, where he not only directed but co-wrote the movie, that's so out of his wheelhouse. Mm. And he plays homage to Scorsese and things like that, but also makes it his own and has so much to say. People who walk out of this movie and say it's hollow, that doesn't have anything to say, I have no idea what movie they're watching. Because there's so much you could pick on throughout the film about poverty, mental health. It's it's so many things, and it, and it gets people talking. That's right. That's what film supposed to do? And right? Exactly, and I think that's what some some of the best films this year. I think are the ones that people were kind of like mixed on, mm-hmm. where like people like either loved it or hated it. Um, but Joker was just that movie for me. Joe, you're number one. Rise of no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, pa- it's Parasite. It's Parasite. Okay. Uh, for pretty much the reasons you explained, but mainly I was really a big fan of the genre blending. Yeah. I think that's something that I hadn't seen really done this year, uh, and this is executed very, very well. Mm. So I, I, you guys ex- pretty much explained it, but Parasite was my number one. Yeah. Just something so different. Uh, my number one, uh, Rocket Man, uh, who of course Rocket Man is part of the DC. Uh, yeah. Universe. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, just, I mean, you, obviously it was on your list as well, Scott. Um, it's a movie that, and, and Joe, I know you haven't seen it. it. It's funny how many people sort of bypass this movie this year, and when they've actually then gone back and looked at it, I've yet to have again. Like Booksmart, somebody come to me and go, actually, I, I yes. didn't like that movie, but everybody's loved it. Um, to me, again, the, the real thing, I mean, the supporting cast, Jamie Bell is absolutely incredible. Richard, uh, uh, Richard is, is great in it. I mean, everybody is fantastic. Um, to me, Taron, this is where Taron really transcends being, and this is where you know a lot of actors do this, where you stop acting a part and you become the person. Right. And he's not doing an impression of Elton John. He embodies Elton John. And it's a fantasy that was a risk for Dexter to do because the way that he's telling the story, um, to, to go into this fantasy element, could have been a mess. It is just an incredible movie. I have watched this movie like 10 times this year. And, it, it, you know, for me, this is just absolutely incredible i've watched all the extras i've watched all the dvd stuff it is just a masterful piece of cinema and this is dexter's calling card um rocket man i I cannot say enough good things about this movie genuinely um you know it's an incredible movie okay we have uh about 15 minutes left on the show uh we've got a couple of minutes extra so we're going to go through uh the big releases big releases hitting the movie theaters over the holiday period uh okay so a few are coming very quickly um let's talk about some ones that people might bypass but it's worth mentioning just mercy um Who's seen Just Mercy? You and me. Um, okay, it's a movie I didn't love, but I, again, like uh, movies like Richard Jewell, there is one performance in this that really is outstanding, and for me it is Jamie Foxx. Um, I would absolutely love to see Jamie Foxx get a, nominate, a nomination for Best Supporting Actor for, uh, for for his performance in this role. The movie is good, it's fine. Uh, it's a courtroom drama, um, but definitely, I mean, Jamie Foxx for me is the big selling point in this I, movie. I think Rob Morgan. Interesting. Yeah, Rob Morgan is what sold that movie for me. I think, you know, you have Michael B. Jordan, you have Brie Larson, you have Jamie Foxx, and I think they deliver on what they Mm. set out to deliver, but I think he was the surprise of the movie. Uh, I think this movie is incredibly forgettable, though. Uh, I remember when I saw it at Toronto, uh, the next morning... I woke up and I was like, oh, my God, like that movie was not memorable at all. There are a number of movies like that this year where it's like there were certain things that you you like and then the rest of it is kind of and it's it's not forgettable for me. It's kind of it's a it's a a decent enough. It's a story that's been done so many times before. It's it's nothing particularly new. And we're seeing a couple of these sort of, you know, um, uh, where justice is done. Um, But really, for me, Jamie Foxx is the remarkable and standout reason to see this movie. Spies in Disguise. I have seen it. Oh, okay. And very you briefly, uh, you know, here's the thing. I think that <laughs> that's always a good way to start the review. I think that <laughs> Disney got this dumped in their laps. They did from and, Fox, yeah. And they're just going to put it out just to see what it does. I don't think it's 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 a fine movie. It's fine. It's fun, uh, but it's. It's okay. Okay. It's it's an okay animated. Are you film. surprised they didn't put it on Disney Plus? Yes, one thousand percent shocked they didn't put this on Disney Plus because I think it lends so well to to the Disney Plus uh, streaming platform and it gives them like. A small temple with Will Smith and Tom Holland. Uh, Bombshell is out this week. Uh, I mean, I think we can all agree that's kind of like a good HBO movie yeah. with a couple of standout performances, maybe from Charlize Theron. Uh, that got limited release last week. That goes wide. Little Women, if you knew that was coming out, 
Um, for some reason, the publicity on that is not uh, as loud as it should be. I, I don't think it should be loud. I think this is like this. So many. I, I know people are like in love with this movie, but yeah. it's like this movie has been done so many times before. It's an adaptation of a book. You know, like, it, 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 you know, I, I saw there was an article that came out yesterday where Amy Pascal was like, oh, why isn't anyone talking about this movie? It's like, because there's so many great original movies this year. You don't need another adaptation of something that's been done like five other times before. Yeah. Sorry. As a, as it's a movie, fine. As a movie, it's for fine. me, it's fine. Yeah, it's interesting. It's fine. Um, but, you know, I, I just, you know, it's, I was kind of a little bit underwhelmed. Yeah, uh, A little bit too. underwhelmed by it. I mean, but, you know, everybody does what they do quite, quite well. Uh, 1917, we've already covered on our, on our best of list. Go um, see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously, do 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 check it out. Don't wait. Go and see it on a big screen and see it. You know, if you need to see it in IMAX or whatever or Dolby, go and get the best experience you can, whatever you can get locally. Uh, let's talk about cats. Let's talk about cats, baby. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Cats. Seriously, uh, that from the very beginning where they're singing a song about um gen- genital cats which sounds like they're singing genital cats right the way through from the score which sounds like it's out of a john carpenter movie it was one of the most uncomfortable bewildering pointless just borderline unpleasant and oddly sexual um movies i have just had the displeasure to watch um i seriously i it was a press screening. I almost wanted the price of my ticket back. Um, it's seriously one of the worst things I've seen all year. You know, I think the making of Cats would be really entertaining. Just watching, like, Ian McKellen in a full-on cat costume What's sitting in a direction. Right. Across from Idris Elba, also dressed like a human cat. I think that that image of them just sitting in director's chairs dressed as cats is way more entertaining than I think that movie is. I would watch that. It's like a sketch on a Ricky Gervais thing. Exactly episodes, right. Yeah. It... You know, I'm like the guy who supports the Broadway shows and the musicals and stuff like that. Dude, I love musicals. And I went and I went into this movie hoping. I was like, if you remember on this show for the last couple of months, I've been saying like, it can't be that bad, guys. It can't be that bad. It's that bad. Uh, it really is. It, it is quite possibly the the worst movie musical of all time. Um, yeah, I agree. I I. What, as someone who watched the play on Broadway, and like it's, it's it's a product of the eighties, and it's very it's very much something that was like experimental and different and weird. It has only a few good memorable songs. For me, what really just kills this movie is the lack of production value and the visuals. Yeah, because like sure, there's some really embarrassing performances in the film. Wubble Wilson, I'm like. God, Jesus like, when, it, when can we stop with her, please? Um, and there's but, a scene where it looks like she's cats debating. Yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand that. Uh, and then Jason Derulo, uh, and but then you have the the poor newcomer girl who mm. has an incredible voice. Yeah, and this is her first movie, and this is what she has. And yeah. then you have someone like Jennifer Hudson and Taylor Swift, both of which extraordinary voices. Brilliant. And the movie does nothing with them. No, you know. Taylor Swift writes a song for this movie, and she doesn't even get to sing the song she wrote. (laughs) And she has one scene. Granted, it's the best scene in the movie. Mm -hmm. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. Yeah, and I think the song was actually the best song in the movie, too. Yeah. I I just, I couldn't not believe it. And poor Idris Elba, he comes out the worst. Yeah. He comes out the worst. It's just terrible. I mean, they really, they really uh, cap the bed on this one. Yeah. Um, But it's it's not even fun to watch or enjoyable. It's, it's boring and tedious. And like, I, I paid for this ticket and I honestly (sighs) contemplated walking out. Wow. Like, and that says a lot for me because I'm. There are two movies that I almost walked out of this year (laughs) and the Cats and Black Christmas. Black Christmas. Oh, Black Christmas. That is the worst movie. Did we talk about this? I think that is the worst movie. The song song is decent. Like, the song is kind of cool. But other than that, who? Oh my God! That is like the worst movie of the year. Yeah, this. I mean, this Cats is is just truly clawful. It is just <laughs> clawful. Uh, you might have heard uh, Star Wars: The Rise of the Skywalkers um, is uh, is out, uh, going down well with everybody I see online. Uh, look, guys, it's it's just a movie. Yes, it's just a movie. It's fine. Um, but it's out, uh, finally. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I know a lot of people are not liking this movie at all. Um, but it, it, what fans wanted was more of The Force Awakens. And what they got was more of The Force Awakens. Yeah, look. 
and you, you can't you can't order a burger and then get upset because you've got a burger. Um, you know, I, I had fun with it. It's not the best. It's nowhere near the best Star Wars movie. But you know, it's not. It's not an abomination. Uh, and you know, just don't take it seriously, and it's fine. It's the end of the journey. You know, where it's like a long car journey where everybody's fucking argued every single mile. But it's very and hard then you finally get that. to tell people that have waited 44 years for this saga to end, that have dedicated their lives to this franchise, that it's just a movie. Yeah, but it is I, just a movie. It's yeah, just a movie. I think that's such a great point, right? Like, this is like... This is such a shitstorm of a fucking franchise. Yeah. I don't know why anyone like doubts this and like tries to give this so much credibility. This is like the most like you had a franchise that started off where no one expected it to be good. Mm-hmm. And at the, that time it became iconic. And if you go back and watch those movies, there it's a, again, movies of the time. The acting's not that strong in those movies. Watch them. It's very wooden. But the characters, it's something unique and never been done before. Then they did the fucking prequels, which are just shitstorms. Every oh, single one of them with, with good elements in them. Each one has something good about it. But again, the movie as a whole, just they all suck. Yeah. And then you have these ones, which are just like a hodgepodge of like all of them. Again, yeah. certain elements are good, but like this movies remind me, and I, I know you'll, you'll disagree with me on this, but my problem with these movies, these last three, is that they never let the actors ever try to tell their story. Yeah. It's always about the original people. Oh, no, I completely agree oh, with you. <laughs> it, it, it's, always about, it's the same reason why I don't like the new Spider-Man movies. It's like, it's always about Tony Stark. It's Tony sure, Stark, sure. blah, blah, blah. This is just like... Come on, you got all these characters supposed to be all the like we're we're supposed to be celebrating diversity, and yet we have to rely on all these old characters. And the fucking level of merchandise in these movies is disgusting, <laughs> absolutely disgusting. What, uh, New uh, robot. Oh, here's another stupid robot. It reminded look. me of Spaceballs. Yeah, yes. yeah, I know. I honestly, it surprises me with a franchise oh, with this much money God. behind it that they let J.J. Abrams do the first one, obviously, <laughs> and then they said, you know what? Ryan Johnson, do your own story. Yeah. And then, you know, Colin Trevorrow at the time, do your own story. It's like, they didn't have somebody telling them, like, where they were going. It doesn't make any it's sense It's like to that me. game that, you know, you play, you write a line of a story it's, and then you yes, fold it over exactly and then someone else does a line of the story. I mean, ultimately, I mean, you know, someone, uh, someone said on here that uh, I enjoyed Rise of Skywalker for what it was. And I think you basically have to do it. Um, I mean... <laughs> you know, I mean, at the end of the day, this is kind of this is why I mean, while fans are very important to a franchise because they put money on the table, um, this is why you don't necessarily, I think, give in to some to, to a lot of fan stuff because at the end of the day, you will never please everybody, right? Um, and that's the difficult when you go down that road. I think you have to really with any movie. And this is not just something like Star Wars. With any movie, you have to go story and characters first. Yeah. And I think that's something they forgot to do here. And it was very much a case of we need to get to the end of these stories, wrap these up, but also do it in a way that fans are going to do it and we can merchandise and all this stuff. And I think, unfortunately, probably where this came from wasn't exactly the right space. I but mean, it's all fan service for people that didn't like The Last Jedi. I know. Let's get real. Like, yeah. Yeah. There's so many times where it almost even takes shots at The Last Jedi where it's yeah. like, OK, we're going to forget about this movie and just it, it's a direct sequel to The Force Awakens. Yeah, yes, it really it, is. It, it very much is. Um, you know, there are a couple of surprises in there that I'm really glad they kept quiet, so they were actually really nice reveals. Um, obviously, you know, everybody knows we say goodbye to, to Carrie Fisher in this as Leia. Um, that was a scene that, uh, I'll be honest with you, was not as emotional no, not at as all. I thought it was going to be. Um, so that was kind of weird and I don't know quite why whether it's the way that it was handled or the fact that it's been a couple of years since she's died so we kind of knew that that was going to happen I don't know but it just didn't I mean it was I I enjoyed it it was fine but I mean it's fine it's it's fine yeah Yeah, it's fine fine. you know it's funny because like that's how I felt about all of them like these last three like I walked out every single one of them being like they're okay yeah. Like it, it's, but it's like there's so many problems. Like I feel like these are movies where, like, for everything good you can say about it, you mm-hmm. have something negative sure. you can say about it. And going off that point, the performances in these movies is like 
weird. Like you have like Adam Driver. Like I, I'm like the first movie, so awful, yeah. so awful. Yes, yes. And like you can try, you can see he's trying, and he's really because he's like he's such a good actor, mm. and he's trying with the bad material he's right. given. And then you have people like Daisy Ridley, who she's just like one note the entire movie, mm. one note, like the same facial expression the entire movie, and I, I just don't understand. And then, I mean, Kelly Tran, like, what's the completely, point of having her? Completely that wasted. Yeah, Carrie completely Russell, wasted. why do you have Carrie Russell? Right. Why, why, yeah. ca- why cast someone who's well-known in a movie where you're going to use her for 10 minutes for a throwaway character yeah. that we're never probably going to see again? I mean, there's some, and there's a, there's a lot of plot holes. Like, there, there's oh a lot of dang oh, plot yeah. threads. But honestly, Rogue One is the Disney, the Star Wars Disney movie that I was like, I was... That was yeah. that was a good movie. I, yeah. I really enjoyed I Rogue One. I agree, and that's the one I've gone I've gone back and, and watched the most, and still really enjoyed. Guys, I mean, this is uh, this has been a show. <laughs> this we is, got all, got through a lot. We got through a lot on the show. Uh, it's been uh, twenty nineteen. Good year for movies for you guys. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. just just basing it on the top ten alone, I think like really carried carried the year. Um, I think the only movie that I talked to him, the, the only movie that I was kind of struggling with to put in there, and that's more from my own, was Endgame. Yeah, because because it was I mean it, it, it I thought the the ending of that first ten years of Marvel was handled really well, unlike Star Wars. But you know that's another story. But everything else is fine. Well, we can still write think pieces and moan about it for years. Yeah. Which yes, is we good. can. Thank sure God for the internet. Yeah. Uh, Scott, good year for movies. Um. It's a good, I think, more solid movies this year, yeah. less that I truly, truly loved. Okay. You know, like there wasn't, uh, even with Joker, like I, I, that's probably my, like I said, that's my favorite one. Yeah. But I don't think I walked out of a single movie this year where I was like completely like blown away. Sporadic, very few vintage. I yeah. I think is a great way of summing yeah. up 2019. Uh, guys, thank you so much for rounding out the year with me. Really appreciate it. Uh, Scott Menzel, who are you and where can we find you, please? You, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the other Scott M and over at WeLiveEntertainment.com. Joe, where can we find you? At that hashtag Joe on Twitter and Instagram and uh, at Screen Rant and The Illuminati. Okay. Thank you so much for being on thank the show, you. Joe. Really great to have you back. Scott, thank you as always. Uh, and my name is Simon Thompson at Simon on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, this is the last show for 2019. We will be back uh, in the new year uh, might make a couple of tweaks who knows uh, but until then thank you to everybody in the chat thank you to everybody who's uh, watched us online or listened to us on any of the platforms that we all really appreciate it my christmas gift from each one of you would be spread the word about the show because the reason we do it is because there's an audience we need that audience to grow and you are the people who can do that thank you so much indeed uh, that was 2019 a lot of movies many of them quite shit avoid cats <laughs> and i will see you in the future. Have a great Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy New Year. And uh, I, guys, I really need to lie down. Yeah, I know. Take care, guys. Have a great year. Thank you. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.